Welcome back to the podcast that rocks, weekly podcast that talks about news in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. My name is Luke, host of the YouTube channel Rocked. With me is Gretchen. Say hello, Gretchen. Hello, Gretchen. There we go. We got the dad shenanigan jokes out of the way. It's a good way to start the week. Hopefully everyone's doing well right now. It's still January. It's still cold. Hopefully it's not frozen tundra and ice everywhere. Hello to everyone in our live audience. We appreciate having a live audience to react with for some of this stuff. Everyone's saying hi, Gretchen, not hi, Luke. That's fine. Fine. You're I get getting it. high, Luke. Don't one, even. two, three. And then you got one, two, three, four, five, six. Really? Twice? Twice the amount? Uh, 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 fine. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. At least I'm getting acknowledged. I guess that's something. Hopefully you're all doing well. Hopefully you all are having a good week so far. We will top touch a little bit on some of the topics we covered last week. Uh, every time I die, mainly being the first one of them. Um, let's start with that before we get into this week's shenanigans. Turns out after the follow-up, after everything broke, again, it's only been barely a week. It's just been over a week since every time I die broke up. Feels like a month ago, but it's not. So turns out, um, Keith Buckley from every time I die was also doing some pretty ugly stuff as well on his side, treating everyone like garbage with some firsthand statements and things like that definitely intentionally staying away from contact and avoiding things so long story short it's ugly all around and yeah it's probably best they not see each other for a while so best I mean, we kind of assumed that we just hadn't heard yeah Same. like i put i put that disclaimer out there last week i was saying like hey it sucks that they try to do a whole tour with finding trying to find a new singer or just on them for yeah but at the same time it's also really ugly that you know the Keith can't get responded to. So again, there was just so little information. And now that more has come out, it's ugly. Best case scenario, five, 10 years from now, they do a reunion tour. They make up and they're yep. all happy. Hey, people have gotten together over after worse stuff. So you know what? Yeah. Not saying it's impossible. For those who are aware and watching on the video formats, Chester the cat is sitting up beside Gretchen uh, supervising this podcast. Pearl is also close by for the Pearl cast. He might chime in. Um, for everyone who's aware on the audio streams, thank you guys for listening on Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, Apple, Google, whatever it might be. Please keep sharing it out. Do reviews on Apple too. That does help a ton. And on Spotify, just keep sharing Spotify. You know what to do. So, huh. Taylor Swift is in the right on this situation that we're about to bring up to everybody. Gretchen's a big fan. She loves Taylor Swift. I do. I, I'm indifferent. Um, I don't hate anything by Taylor except, except for one song. I, oh, don't I, even get me started on that. I know. Don't even. Don't I, even. I did really enjoy her, those recent two albums she did, like the more acoustic style, folklore, Evermore stuff. Really uh -huh. enjoy those. So. Yeah. Turns out someone who didn't think much of one Taylor Swift is Damon Alborn of Gorillaz and Blur, the singer and creator of both. I mean, multi-million album, uh, album career, soundtracks for decades, two discographies worth of platinum albums for two different groups. Legend in his own right, absolutely. His music stands the test of time. He was interviewed, and can you guys still hear me? Gresham, can you still hear me? Okay, sorry. I keep getting beeps in my thing. I was like, what the heck's going on? So, long story short... Damon was being interviewed and was asked, who are some of the people that are really doing things right now? Some of the big names. So, and I apologize if my headphones go out for some reason. I'm charging them right now with the wire. I don't know if that's going to work or not. 
Hopefully I don't have to like change midstream, have another disastrous stream, but we'll find out. As we go over here to this and shaboom. So it was through the LA Times that Albarn was spilling his thoughts on some of today's chart-topping music artists. Quote, Billie Eilish, Damon Albert says, I think she's exceptional. Taylor Swift, she doesn't write her own songs. And the, the article doesn't really explain much more, just like little quips about it from LA Times. And <laughs> Taylor didn't like that, and understandably so. Yesterday, she responded to LA Times and adding Damon Alborn, calling the source right out. I was such a big fan of yours until I saw this. I write all of my own songs. Your hot take is completely false and so damaging. You don't have to like my songs, but it's really effed up to try and discredit my writing. Wow. Taylor Swift dropping the F-bomb at Damon Albarn. <laughs> she adds a subtweet to her own thread. P.S. I wrote this tweet all by myself in case you were wondering. That is some... Uh, that's past passive-aggressive, by the way. That, that's just aggressive. So. Damn. <laughs> right. So. This caused a big stir. And understandably so from all the Swifties. We all know that the Swifties are a vengeful group. Ready to die on the hill defending Taylor Swift. That Wow. Great. Okay. As, Tell me that's... As, no, no, no. There's no argument no, no, on no. that one. No, 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 no. no. They are not as bad as other fan groups. They're not the worst. I won't say and that. You, and you, I was about to say, and you know which ones I'm talking about. They will, they will even say... When something is not good or not mm -hmm. the best or something like that, so they're not the worst. However, okay. they do they do love uh, Queen Taylor, which yes, I mean, it's very hard not to. She's amazing. Fair. So, <laughs> what happened after that? Damon Alborn retweeted, like, uh, replied pretty quickly, saying, "Let me see if I can find it right over there." I totally agree with you. I had a conversation about songwriting, and sadly, it was reduced to clickbait. I apologize unreservedly and unconditionally. The last thing I would want to do is discredit your songwriting. I hope you understand, Damon. So, one of two things here. Number one, um, Mr. Albarn here was actually um, misquoted, or his words were shortened and condensed for clickbait by LA Times. Not impossible. Mm -hmm. no. Definitely not. Number two, backpedaling. Uh, yeah, it's up to you guys to see which one is which. I was about to say, how can you really clickbait those words? Yeah. Like, unless they completely took like, them out of context. If they, if they like took, like, sampled. one word from different sentences across the period of an yeah. hour. Eh. To make that? Like, yes, okay, that's definitely clickbait. But how do you clickbait... Or how do you change around someone saying that? Yeah, else she doesn't write her own songs. songs. Yeah, like uh, on Twitch, she responded pretty swiftly. Your foghorn? I did. Okay, I don't get to hear. I know it, we so have. I it's not set I up get like to that right it. now. <laughs> you know what it sounds like though. Huh. I like. I can't feel bad for Damon Albarn on this because it's either one or the other, in my opinion. I have, if anyone's in the Twitch chat right now, I am not aware um, of any extreme drama or accusations blindly 
outside of Oasis that Damon Albarn has like said a lot of bad words for, but that's also Oasis. That was a lot of back and forth for a long time anyway. So, and the Gallagher brothers of Oasis are not exactly the kindest, most credible sources at times, even to their own admission. So Mm -hmm. it's up to you guys how you want to interpret all this. I think no one wins in a situation like this. Even Taylor, who who was totally in the right and rightfully so should have defended herself that way. Oh, yeah. But there was also something that's really worth saying. Um, if I could pull it up. Jack Antonoff, who's also a producer, like a big time producer, works like has worked with a lot of different bands, probably gave a great response to this saying, uh, let me see if I can pull this up. I've never met Damon Albarn and he's never been to my studio, but apparently he knows more than the rest of us about all those songs Taylor writes and brings in. Or doesn't, right. <laughs> or do, yeah. If you were there, cool, go off. If not, maybe shut up. And that's where it's at. So, I, yes. I mean, eh, I, I can't argue any of that. So, I don't know. I'll leave that up for interpretation, but it is interesting. This is one of the few intense cross-genre feuds we have going on right now. And it's squashed in three tweets. I mean, that's impressive for Twitter. It Usually is. there's a lot of back and forth. It is. And this happened on Twitter, too. This was not screenshots and everything was captured else. So the real is it cult- always Twitter? I know. It's fast. <laughs> it's easy. And people see it. Facebook, Facebook, you don't always see everything. Instagram, you have to go through ads and uh, influencers to actually see the content you're following. You also can't edit like you can on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Can't Facebook, change what you, you say. Facebook, you can edit. Mm-hmm. And like, it'll show when you've deleted something. And, so, ta- and Taylor, didn't make a, Taylor didn't make a full TikTok doing this. So mm-hmm. this is quick. This is easy. Tweet. That's she's true. on her phone. Bam, bam, bam. Also, she rated another. It. Yeah, pretty much. So 55,000 retweets. <laughs> or no, excuse me. 110,000 retweets. 55,000 quote tweets. So yeah, a lot of pe- a lot of the Swifties retweeted it a lot. Yeah. So, I going back to the thing where I was talking about this is like a cross genre feud. There are very few cross genre feuds now. Very few, especially mm-hmm. in including rock, alternative metal. Very few. And I'm not yeah. talking in the past. I'm talking right now, January 2022. There's just not. I don't know. I think the closest we've had is Corey Taylor versus MGK. Once you decide what genre, once you decide what genre MGK's in, so once he decides what genre he's in, whatever pays. He still has that album coming out, "Born with Horns." Whenever that's going to be, I, I said. I think that already came out. It did not. You would have seen the panic probably from a lot of people if it did. Not the, sure. the one song came out many months ago, then it just got delayed into oblivion. But it's so coming sad. out sooner than later. I thought for sure that came out just because of how much we heard about it. Mm-hmm. No, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I said on like my Patreon update and stuff, I'll let people know now, I am dialing back on the amount of album reviews I do just because the views are not there. The YouTube audience is not as interested in single album reviews or just any album reviews in general over other video content. However, I said I would do it for big albums or albums I think that are really important to talk about occasionally. No more minimum of one a month or anything like that. I did promise that I would do one for Machine Gun Kelly. So 
Yeah, Why would I know. you do that? I promised because I didn't do one Look, for the last one. you upset Chester. No, Machine Gun Kelly just upset Chester. There's a no, difference. No, you upset him by saying that you'd review it. No, uh, Machine Gun Kelly upset him with his existence. So, there. Machine Gun Kelly is born with horns coming out sometime in 2022. If I'm, if I'm correct, it comes out in the first half because it should be almost done. Um, we hope. Uh, but wow. also, the only two album reviews that I know I'm doing for sure... And the foreseeable future, Machine Gun Kelly, Ghost. Those are the only two on the top of the head. So, and we know Ghost about, is doing it for Impera. What about my boys? Your boys? My Shine Down. <laughs> my you, boys. Oh, Gretchen. I was going to save this for later in the episode, but I, if you want to bring it up, I can bring it up now. My boys. I, you want to talk about Shine Down right now? <laughs> okay. Well, let me let me just get over here really quick. My, my boys. <laughs> Let me just pull something up really quick. For How those dare. who are aware, for those who are aware, aware, and there's a reason why I'm being a little bit limited on this, but I did want to talk about it. Shine down. Have a new single coming out 9 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. Planet Zero. That is all the information I am allowed to directly give. <laughs> what my better half, fiance, love of my life does not know is that I was sent earlier this morning the, the single to listen to, Planet Zero, and I've already heard it. I also have album information, pre-order information, and other details that I have to keep embargo until tomorrow. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Planet, single, Planet Zero, the single, will be released on 9 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. It's already uploaded online. It's just unlisted for people. So it's there. <laughs> you not see me tearing up right now. <laughs> I wanted to save this for later in the episode. But I would also, but just in case it gets back to you, no, I will not be sharing until tomorrow. I will have a press release. Dropping in the morning as requested to not go before 9 a.m. Eastern tomorrow morning when the embargo lifts. So, unfortunately, I cannot share any information about this single, Planet Zero, from the band Shinedown off their upcoming album. Yes, I do have a release date for the album. Yes, I know what the album's called. Yes, I've seen the artwork. Yes, I've seen, heard the song. And I have pre-order information all along with their tours. But I hate it here. We, well, where are you going? Goodbye! <laughs> Oh, Gretchen, you missed it. I just showed the artwork on screen while you walked away. <laughs> I didn't. I got my headphones on. I can hear this. I know, I know. <laughs> and someone just said, Luke, don't teach Gretchen like this. What am right. I I'm not allowed to. She wanted to talk about Shinedown. I'm held under embargo. I can't. Just wait till we live together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's... Sneak into your office and be like, uh huh. <laughs> Go tee. Hi. Uh -huh. You listening to something, huh? I'll have headphones on. <laughs> I'm gonna just come over and pull them out. Oh, I tripped. Oh no! <laughs> at, at my desk. <laughs> Oops! Push button. Uh huh. So all that information, however, will be available tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern, January 26th. Shine Down Palooza will be tomorrow morning. You'll have all the information then. I apologize for not being able to give more. If you follow my Instagram, I'll have a post. I'll have Twitter, Facebook. I'll have the links directly to stuff. But I'll try to aim that right at 9 Eastern as well. So you can listen the second it's available. So that way, when Gretchen's streaming, she can check it out right after stream. 
after stream. If it comes out at 9 a.m., I'm checking it out before stream. What are you talking about? I don't stream until 10. Oh, that's true. You don't stream until 10. Okay, so you have a right. sol you have a solid hour with it. Okay. Day. Excuse me, sir. That's fair. So <laughs> that's that's fair. So someone just said in the chat, uh, crossing figures, please don't be a political cringe like skillet. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I am under embargo. I shall spoil nothing for anyone on this podcast. I also would like to inform everyone listening in case this does get back. Please notice that I have spoiled nothing. All the information is already available that I have said before. Thank you very much. Shinedown fans can get excited tomorrow. Right, Gretchen? Gretchen, we're on a podcast. We, we need you to say, oh, well, Gretchen's having technical difficulties of a, <laughs> of a passive aggressive hissy fit. <laughs> Gretchen, shine Do down. Do y'all hear what he's saying? Gretchen, what he's saying. Gretchen, I told you that I was going to get it to you tomorrow morning. So what the rest of the world? That's <laughs> all I'm allowed to do. <laughs> well, what do you want me to do, Gretchen? What do you want me to do? Hmm? Do you want me to get in trouble? Is that what you want? You want me to get in trouble? Nope, nope, For nope. For me, yes. <laughs> oh, mean. <laughs> Someone's like people are saying uh, Gretchen buys a bullhorn called the Shinedown whenever they release a new album. <laughs> I don't get to play it very often, oh, man. The Shine Horn, excuse me, the Shine Horn. Wow. Don't be sad. You're gonna see Shinedown on tour this spring. You're gonna get to pre-order a new album tomorrow. You're gonna get to hear a new song tomorrow, get all the album information tomorrow. What's not to love for all you Shinedown fans? It's soon, it's less than 24 hours. But you already know it. And I'm sitting here like, what the fudge? Thank you for saying fudge on the podcast. Very polite of you. <laughs> so, thank you guys for letting, acting like someone said, acting like a married couple already. <laughs> uh, well, as we move on to some other great information. Well, there's nothing else I can share. What else am I supposed to say? To drown my sorrows in Taco Bell after this. <laughs> uh, to be fair, that's what a lot of people do. So, oh. <laughs> just in, in life in general, that's what a lot oh, of people fair. do. So, as we move on, please keep a note in mind that if you're listening on the podcast stream, I usually have a signboard up behind me. Please note that I have on today's this week is Kid Rock is an idiot. I am aware that Kid Rock has dropped new music. He's announced plans for touring, and he's already said that touring is difficult for him because he just doesn't have it as much that energy anymore it's more difficult for him to do so he's already making excuses for tour dates and his energy levels not a great sign for the 50 year one year old kid however we will not be playing the new kid rock songs because you know don't listen kid to kid rock. rock i'm not gonna do that for those who are aware some of the music he dropped was also extremely anti uh, Fauci, anti-Biden, and pretty much glorified Let's Go Brandon Rock. So for those of you who are into that thing, Kid Rock has his new songs you can find on social media. <laughs> Keep in mind, social media not being too kind to Kid Rock right now. Again. So take that for what it's worth. And don't ask me what I think on the song because I haven't heard it and I'm not going to listen to them. Don't expect them on New Music Night either. No. So I say, oh, you don't want to play them back to back on Sunday? Would you like me to play them instead of Shinedown's new song? Oh, I mean, you've got two hours to fill. I do, but 
I might have to take her pick. So Kid Rock or Shinedown, Gretchen, which one should it be? Um, there are three Kid Rock songs and only one Shinedown song. Like, come on now. It takes three Kid Rock songs to match one Shinedown song. <laughs> no, nah, it takes more than three. <laughs> At least. Twitter wants to cancel Kid Rock. I don't even I can't even say that because like a lot of people are defending Wait, Kid they? Rock, not even because of his music, but just because of what Kid Rock stands for. So Kid Rock has defenders in that sense of, of the party lines. And this is not going to get political. It's just this is another Kid Rock hype up anthem and angry man ranting against the political party he doesn't write. So that's it. Whoa. That's really it. Moving on. <laughs> I know. And moving on because this is another uh, technically political debate because of how it's just it just is in 2022 and this is something that leads into the proper direction of discussion neil young has made a big statement for himself not for anyone else and say what you want about neil young i can't imagine many people are blasting neil young regularly i think he's ranked still on spotify but it won't be for long because neil young is threatening to take all his music off spotify because he's on the same platform as joe rogan making false claims about the pandemic and vaccine. He flat out said to Spotify in an open letter saying he's taking his music off because he doesn't want to be on that platform. He's not even going to give Spotify that choice. Hey, it's not a situation of either he goes or I go. Neil Young is saying, I'm gone. Now, does Spotify need Neil Young? No, they have more money than they know what to do with. And as Neil Young is a legend in his own right and everything, there are more Joe Rogan listeners on Spotify than Neil Young listeners. Very different fields, apples and, or- apples and oranges. That's not the point, though. Spotify doesn't need Neil Young. Neil Young doesn't need Spotify. The point is, Neil Young made a big statement against someone who's actively making false information. And that's something in the music world. Yeah. I don't even know how old Neil Young is, but he's, like he made a big statement. He did not care, and he did it at the right people. I made that video 76. 76. You know what? He's still schooling people. He's still schooling younger bands on how to do it. Mm -hmm. How to act, you know, stand up for yourself. Then again, he's quite set over many younger bands. He can make that decision a little bit easier unfairly. So unfortunately, and at the same time, he has really nothing to lose. Neil Young, however, is in a good situation. And I can't see anything happening from this. Spotify is going to keep making money. And everyone who thinks that Spotify are the ones killing the music industry, killing streaming, it's not Spotify. It's the labels. It's all of that that are taking so much money from the artists on their share. Spotify gets their big cut. Don't get me wrong. But a bigger cut goes to the the record label, the producers and things like that. And then Mm -hmm. that, I don't know, what is it, like 0.038 of a penny? goes to the artist yeah it's so bad so take it for what it's worth though spotify has a great product a great platform and it's managed very poorly for the people that depend on it i think that's it's like users love it podcasters love it musicians are starving for it so every time you wonder why is merch so expensive for 40 dollars for a t-shirt this is why yep Hopefully, record. Hopefully, like Matt Hafey from Trivium said, work like fight. If you want better payouts, fight for better contracts. Fight for better labels to do that for you. He said that's what helped him and helped them a lot. And again, Trivium has yeah. been allowed for a while. They can do that. That's good advice, though. And also, if you really want to see your band succeed, 
like buy a, buy a hard copy album. Buy, well, honestly, buy a t-shirt. That's, that's good advice for anyone. It's like yeah. it's very similar to companies that want influencers to advertise for them and pay them with product. Like products ain't going to pay the bills, friend. You know? Same thing. Spotify ain't going to pay any anyone's bills, especially younger. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, um, maybe maybe bigger bands, it could pay a bill, but uh, hmm. yeah, merch merch is what's gonna help pay those bills. Gretchen speaks from experience, by the way, because she has many <laughs> a jewelry band hit her up politely asking for. I've had um, several. Yeah, <laughs> and many offers, and they'll get other companies too. I think I've had that in the past, like years ago, asking. For product plugs and help, but not with money. We can send you a product, though. I'll be sure to send your product off to my electric company when they turn my lights off. They'll do that anyway if the storm's bad enough. So, eh. Yeah. Weather sucks. (laughs) I know. So, that being said, yeah. And other people talk about Spotify in the chat. I get it. You know what? You're not going to hear me argue. I get it, guys. Yeah. That being said... Spotify is all we have right now. Neil Young took a stand for a different reason, not because Spotify, the rates they pay, but just because yeah. the the platform offers stuff like what Joe Rogan's yeah. doing. And I stand by Joe Rogan wasn't always like that. He wasn't. See, see, and I didn't I didn't know him beforehand until you like started talking about how yeah. he's become. So I had no idea. I just thought he was always this way. He's always been a character. Let's say that. He's always been a character. He's had a wild career, too. Um, news radio, The Man Show, MMA fighting, still a part of big, big part of UFC, then the podcast. So he's done a lot. And mm-hmm. I'm probably missing stuff, too. Fear Factor. Fear Factor, another one, you know? He was the host. He was the host. Tons yeah. and tons of stuff. So <sighs> that's interesting, though. So let's talk about some positive news. Let's get some good things going. Um, after the unfortunate news of every time I die, calling it quits, Under Oath and Spirit Box on that big Under Oath headlining tour had to find replacements. They have found replacements. That would be Bad Omens, a band I really enjoy, as well as uh, Stray from the Path. The tour starts February 23rd, so that'll be Under Oath, Spirit Box, Bad Omens, Stray from the Path. I still really recommend that show, too. New, new Under Oath album is out now. Spirit Box is great live. Under Oath is great live. I have not seen Bad Omens live yet, so I can't attest to that. But the show goes from February all the way through the end of March. So chances are they're coming near you. Not me, but coming near you, unfortunately. They're now coming to St. Louis. That is what it is what it is. Chester came back, by the way, everyone on the podcast. Yes. He's so. no longer upset by, by what you've done with uh, yeah. Kid Rock. Or, no, Machine Gun Kelly. That's mm-hmm. when, but that's when he left. Yeah, someone just said in the chat, Bad Omens is amazing. Like, well, that's good to know. That's good to know. So, uh, and also I appreciate that too. I never use Spotify. I never, I get new music choices via Twitch streams, live streams, or YouTube. That's very nice. Like Luke, like live streams, like RDA, Radio Dead Air from Nash, things like that as well. By the way, Gretchen, I'll appreciate this. Nash did play the new Ghost music video on his Radio Dead Air show. That was very nice. nice. Yeah, so he appreciates Ghost also. Man of good taste. So, that being said, we can also announce this. Biffy Clyro announced their spring 2022 tour, which is nice. They'll be going through Canada and the United States for all you Biffy Clyro fans. Again, massive in Europe. Still trying to gain attention here in the United States. 
But it is the Biffy Clyro headlining tour to support their latest album that came out in 2021. That tour starts in April in Chicago, goes all the way through May and ending in California. Again, going all over the U.S. and parts of Canada as well. You can check out tickets there on their socials for links and things like that. And then we get to Gore. Gore have announced a new album and a comic book to go with it that, quotes is a companion to the duoverse of absurdity. Now, Gretchen, how would you describe Gore? Terrifying. That's a great word. That is a great <laughs> word. So... As you can understand, this is not for kids' comic book to go with their new album that's coming up. That will be later this year through Z2 Comics, that both of which are, excuse me, vinyl and cassette options will be available on September 16th. The graphic novel will also arrive on June 3rd, which is when the album will be released. So this June, for all you ridiculous metal fans who want the blood, the guts, the weird everything where everyone's just murdering each other in your metal, here's Gwar to give that to you this June. I would like to give them a shout out, though. They're from Richmond, so. They are? Shout out, shout out to Richmond, Virginia. There is actually a bar in Richmond yes. called Gore Bar Yes. Uh, for them. Gore. It's, kind of, it's, it's interesting. Lamb of God and Gore. Very strong pillars well, of the metal community from Richmond. <laughs> way to go, Central Virginia. Yeah, exactly. So that's also good to know. And now it's time to talk about something that was all the talk last week and is still being talked about. It's time that we address that When We Were Young Festival has outed more dates. Not only is it a full weekend, same lineup, so that way if you have a ticket already, you can go to the full Friday and Saturday and just choose which bands you see on which days to make it easier. But they've also added a third, second weekend, so the following Friday in October. And people are saying they're probably going to add that second Sunday as well. So it'll be a two-weekend festival, same lineup, so you can just pick and choose which days you go. Should have done it to begin with. I, Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't realize something like this could wasn't because if they already had it for that Saturday, I can't imagine they had to pack everything up and leave for Sunday for something else there at the park. Yeah. The second weekend I get, but like I'm surprised they just didn't make it all that first weekend. Now, I want to address some of the big fatty fat rumors that are happening about when we were young festival for everything that's been said as I try to pull up this chaotic, wild um, banner to show everyone that's still not uh, understanding what when we were young festival is. Headline by My Chemical Romance and Paramore. I listed off many names last time. Just type in When We Were Young on Google or any search engine. You'll find the, the huge thing. As of now, a third show has been added. Same lineup. October 22nd, 23rd, and then also 29th. The exact same lineup all three days. That way you have more chances to see whatever bands are playing at the same time. That's smart. I would also like to add there was much uh, speculation and arguments about this being a rough situation. As this is done by the same promoters as Astroworlds. Here's the issue. Live Nation does hundreds of thousands of promotions. And yes, that was one of them. So is that awful that Astroworld happened? Absolutely. Keep in mind, though, Live Nation does most things successfully with running safe promotions and festivals. Yeah. And on top of that, I put a lot of Astroworld not in complete hands of Live Nation. It's more on that yeah. venue itself and the man headlining it, ignoring injuries and things, everything yeah. i'm not i don't want to get into that again gross gross no. gross gross <laughs> so that whole argument whether you like that or not that's not the strongest argument now there is the argument of this is an insanely expensive festival way expensive you just want general admission you're paying roughly 250 dollars a ticket 
if you're and it's the thing is though you're gonna be paying a lot more than that considering it's completely sold out so you yeah. got to get by get your tickets on third party or something else related and that's pretty much all you have right now when we were young festival has the money all those bands are gonna get a payday all those bands are gonna sell a ton of merch and i said before there's one cool thing about this all those bands are good can see each other a lot of new and old bands finally get to reunite after pandemic. This is going to be their opportunity. I think that's yeah. awesome. It also could spell disaster for bands who don't like each other. And they're going to be all the same, all there the same day the next day. But you know what? It's going to be a big enough festival. People will be working. And whatever. then the following weekend. Yeah, true. But at the same time, hopefully that mm-hmm. won't cause a problem. So with, that's three confirmed My Chemical Romance appearances, though, not including Aftershock yeah. from DWP, which is also in October, which we already know is going to happen. Yeah. It'll be one of the headliners for that festival by DWP. And someone said 250 for one ticket, a ripoff. That's expensive. Oh, guys, that's the minimum. Minimum. Yeah. That's if you just want like a way distant seat with nothing special. Or right. seat to stand somewhere with nothing special. So thing is, though, it's a nice enough park. It's in Vegas on the Strip. This is like a weekend trip. You can make something fun if you got the money. If you could save up, it's something cool. Like I've seen a lot of these bands, but I still want to see My Chemical Romance live. If timing was better, I would go. My fiance and I are getting married literally two weeks after this. So timing's a little tight. And yeah, we got to think of some other stuff. Yeah. So that being said, though, more information is out there right now. I posted this on Twitter a couple days ago. I hope this goes well. And this is not me being facetious or snarky. I hope this does well. Because if everything does go off without a hitch, it sets a great example and proves more shows like this can happen. So, we'll have to wait and see. And for everyone that's saying how expensive it is, they already sold out. So, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, it also gives hope. Like, yes, we're seeing that My Chemical Romance, that's like four confirmed shows. Three for When We Were Young, one for Aftershock. But it's also like gives hope that Paramore. Oh, yeah, for Paramore. And I have been wanting to see Paramore since I was 15 years old in 2005. And I've never gotten to see them before. Uh, Misery Business was my top played song in 2007 when I was a freaking senior in high school mm-hmm. and I've never gotten the chance to see them. So this gives me hope that they'll be a tour. They, I don't think they're just going to get back together for, a, I mean, they've already said shows. they're playing a new album this year. They've already said yeah. that too. So, so I'm just willing to bet that they're going to have something to tour with. Yeah. And it just, it yeah, gives me, it just gives me hope that I'll actually finally be able to make 15-year-old me happy and almost 32-year-old me happy. Regardless. I thought you were 25. Oops. <laughs> That's that skincare routine. That well, I it, it clearly works. So <laughs> I will say this, though, too. I want the best for this event, like I said, so that when more events happen like this, I don't want something like this to crash on the first day and then it makes everything yeah. else really bad. Bands start backing out. People compare this to the new Firefest. This is not an island where everyone's trapped. People can straight up leave or complain and just hang out in Vegas if they have to. It is Vegas. but It is. So, yeah. So, you know, that is what it is. We'll have to wait and see. I want the best for it. I still don't know enough to really say what's going to happen. This is a good lineup of new and older bands, too. Say what Mm -hmm. you want. So, hopefully it works out. Hopefully things happen. As we move on, we're going to talk right now about the Billboard Top 3 of the week. Every week, we try to talk about the top three Billboard mainstream rock songs that are either blessing or plaguing the airwaves in rock, and if they're a good representation or not. Some change-ups, a few change-ups in the top three. 
Number three, mm-hmm. which is understandable, Start the Healing from Corn. Their new album, Requiem, comes out next month. And uh, Gretchen, I know you're not really that big on corn. You understand I'm just not well versed. Fair. For them. Fair. And but you even know you understand corn has a massive following still to this day. I am surprised Start, Start the Healing got that much airplay that quick, and it's still in the top three now. So I gotta say that's impressive. Again, yeah. Re- Requiem comes out next month. They will have a headline tour that I wish I could see Corn Chevelle Code Orange. Again, I want to see Code Orange again. I've seen him once, but that was years ago. I've refined my photography skills. I want to hear new stuff. You know, I just want that chance. Dang it. Who knows if it'll happen or not? I'll have to wait and see. So, and corn's fun to see live, guys. Whether you like corn's music or not, they're fun to see live. They bounce around. They don't stay still. Hopefully, Jonathan Davis is feeling better after all his COVID troubles. Hopefully, Fieldy will be back sooner than later. All that considered. Coming in at number two, which should never be a surprise to anyone if you've been listening to Rock for a while and understanding what Billboard always does. Billboard loves a certain select few of bands and will play any of their songs all the way to the top, no matter what song it is in quality or if it sounds like every other song they've done. Three Days Grace, so-called life at number two. I don't know why I thought you were going to say Seether, but yeah. Good, that's good guess. That is one of those bands. <laughs> Three Days Grace, late at first single off their upcoming album, which comes out later in just in a few months in 2022. So-called life, a shot up to number two after just eight weeks. Pretty quick, and that's what Billboard does. And mark my words, Three Days Grace is going to have another number one single on their hands. They're gunning for that Shinedown record. They want to get that Shinedown record to beat the most number ones. So then again, Shinedown will have a new song coming this week. And maybe that'll get to number one and then kick back down Three Days Grace. It might be a few weeks, but still. (laughs) Someone just said in the chat, Three Days Grace and Seether are interchangeable. (laughs) Ah. Uh, So um, as someone who does not hate either band, I get get the argument. And my thought, because I played this on New Music Night, So-Called Life. I think I did. Maybe it was during the week when we were off during the holiday break. I don't even remember. Um, it's very Three Days Grace post-Adam. It's very backtrack, um, big chorus by so, you know, it's just, it's exactly what you think it is. The Alice, the Three Days Grace fan, someone said Alice in Chains. I saw Corn with Alice in Chains 2019, fun show. Yeah. Um, Three Days Grace fans are going to love it. That's exactly what they want. No frills. Way, way better than that cover song they did last year in 2020. Way better than that 2020 song. As long as it's not that cover. I can't imagine they would put that on the new album. I haven't looked at the track listing. Maybe that'll be a bonus song. (laughs) Maybe that was just a funsy song. Uh, You know what? If they had fun doing it, let them have fun. Let them have fun. Singing both parts? Yes. Kimbra and Gautier. Yeah. Because that's arguing with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I don't have, I really don't have anything against either band. It's just, this is more of a billboard issue. Refusing to give newer bands a chance because Three Days Grace, Seether, Breaking Benjamin, you know, they have new stuff, push it to the top. Doesn't matter what it is. And it's also radio in general. It is. Well, that's what I meant. Mainstream, just FM stations. This is mostly an FM station thing. I'll say FM loves yes. those groups. I, I, I would say I haven't had uh, Sirius since last summer. I will say this. They love them some Three Days Grace 2 on Octane. Big time. Well, certain DJs too. Yeah. Like you'll, you'll also see True. DJs like have their bands that they really like. They do. Play. They do. I love the DJs that try to go out of their way to give their variety. And, they're, and yeah. they do still exist by far. So. And to be fair, it's really nice to see what 
they personally like. Sure. When it's the same ones over and over again. It's like, all right, we when know it. You when, like it's in, when it's in a rotation every hour, you hear the same yeah. two songs every hour guaranteed. It gets old real oh, quick. But... And that's not an exaggeration. That's probably being no. uh, generous to how much they do it because it's probably less than yeah. that, less than an hour. So, and coming yeah. at number one, very awesome to see three weeks in a row, Dead Inside, Nita Strauss with David Draymond. That's awesome. She's going for a month. If she's the first solo woman uh, artist to have a number one rock song in the country on Billboard, she could go for a full month in number one, too. That's awesome. I think that's awesome. So keep it up. For those who are unaware, I did post my video of 10 amazing women guitarists on YouTube right now. Give that a like and a share if you can. I'm hoping that gets some more eyes. It's a shorter video, just eight minutes, barely eight minutes. But it talks about current active women guitarists, both well-known and maybe not so many that are known that I do feel get, need to have a little more respect and attention because let's face it, metal and rock are kind of a bro fest at times. Mm-hmm. Kind of a bro fest. Kind yeah. Of a bro fest. Kind of a bro fest depending on the bands. And yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's fair to say. Don't you? Yeah. 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 So, and of course I did get a couple chuds in the comment section demeaning women because they think they're hilarious <laughs> i know it's just how it is so that being said i do think rock and metal can benefit from having a little more like when festival lineups and tours happen i don't think anyone's going out of their way saying we can't have that band on this tour there's a girl in the tour i don't think that happens no but i do wish there were more bands out there that like contained a woman were not just seen as oh this is a female fronted band it's like yeah that's that's such a weird way to say it you it's know like you, you start saying this is a male fronted band you know it, it doesn't really <laughs> someone just said rock metal rock and metal is the ultimate sausage party it's gotten better that's the thing too it's gotten better over the past few years and it still is a sausage party especially going to concerts for certain bands yeah would you like to tell everyone the time you went to five figure death punch oh you, you don't want to tell I've, that I've, one i've been a few times yeah. oh, i know yeah the one where you said you saw 40 and 50 year old men that thought they were going to start pulling out their knives and they were head banging to nothing and it was all uh, really and like the actual they were the headlining show yeah oh yeah um, i was about to say i've seen five finger death punch a few times you gotta you gotta pinpoint exactly that's that one uh, which moment it was 2019 before um Okay. Right. Okay. The last one you saw them before shutdown. Oh, so with Bad Wolves and Breaking yes, Benjamin. Yes, 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 yes. That one. Yes. That was a sausage party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one was. Yeah. And the Metal Fester of Sausage Party too. Yeah, I can see that. And then you have something yeah. like, I put it like a good example if you haven't seen the video. I talk about Reba from Code Orange. You know, mm-hmm. how amazing and creative of a guitarist she is working with different pedals that help create something both industrial and grunge and all these different genres. That's one. And then it hit hard. Someone tweeted at me when I shared the video. Wow. Amazing women guitarists. I can't even think of one. There are 10. I feel like this is a culture thing that a lot of rock and metal look down on for because the people that listen to the music are represented by people like that. Yeah. Not maybe not even as an idiot, like a chauvinistic men's club type guy, but a, like a guy listener just like is that oblivious and doesn't even know. Yeah. 
I think it's more of just being oblivious and not even trying to be a jerk. I think it's just kind of like not and, paying attention. And so in my mind, I'm like, how do you not know? Even Hailstorm? Hailstorm? Yeah. You don't even know to that one? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it can be rough. It can be rough. So, that being mm. said, I know Gretchen's working on some fun stuff. Gretchen put her vlog up when she came over to St. Louis this past weekend. If you want to see, Gretchen and mine shenanigans over this past weekend. We watched the new Scream movie in theaters. We both enjoyed it. I think I can say that for you comfortably. Yes. It was quite, a, it was worth seeing in theaters too. It was that fun. It was, fun. It was that fun. In theaters in almost two years. Exactly. So that being said, my next video, which I'm writing right now, um, hopefully we'll have it early next week. If not next week, no matter what, is going to be on famous bands in their original names. You know how some of the, your favorite bands in the world, like their household names? Well, they weren't always named that. Uh, the example I told Gretchen, you know Van Halen? Was it originally called Van Halen? Do you know what? This. Does anyone know in the chat? I'll wait a few seconds. What they could decided to call themselves Van before Van Halen. And just while I wait for chat to catch up, keep in mind Van Halen was not um, Eddie's decision. It wasn't the brother's decision. It was David Lee Ross' idea to call it Van Halen because it sounded powerful. Like, it's a good name. And it's like, yes, they made the right decision with that. And they, oh, had, they well, had to talk the brothers into yeah. it. So, yes. They're more powerful than what they were. Rat Salad. Tribute to a Black Sabbath song. But, yeah. So, I just can't see Van Halen taking off with the merch and the logo and, like, Teenage Boys riding the <gasps> logo of Rat Salad as much. So the rat salad, good night. Yeah, it just doesn't work as well. The merch, the logo it, it, with rat salad. Yeah, and someone said Van Halen as a name sounds catchy. It does, and it doesn't sound like anything else really, especially at the time. Mm-hmm. So rat salad was the named after Black Sabbath song, and eh. and then as- it just doesn't really work as well. And another yeah. one, and I'll do the other one that I told Gretchen, and then I'll leave the rest for the video. A more innocent one. Um, Sugar Ray, you know, known for so many songs for the pop rock and over the years, late 90s and stuff. Wasn't always Sugar Ray. Before they made it big, they were called the Shrinky Dinks. You know, those little sponges that you bake in the oven and they blow up or you put in the microwave, you add water, they blow up. That was their name. (laughs) The Shrinky Dinks. It's harmless. It's cute. But then the lawyers got involved and they said, you're not naming your band that. And they decided Sugar Ray when they saw thought, oh, like the boxer, that works. Yeah. The research I've done on some of these bands, I have 20. It's gonna be a 20. It's not a top. Wow. It's not a ranked video. I'm just keeping like the, the okay. descriptions of them all short too, so the video flows well. The research I've done and some of the names on these bands is weird. I was about to say, do we have like categories where like these are weird, these are adorable, these are <laughs> I don't again, no order, no innocent. ranking. Because if I do try to categorize it, people get really upset and defensive about Unfair. the ordering. And like, how is this labeled here? Why is this position here? People don't understand. That's why I always have to preface my list videos. Like, this is not a top 10, no ranking, just a list. People do not, and people still get confused. Why is this number one on your list? People do every time. Every time my list yeah and they don't get that but uh, (laughs) one of my favorites was on the last time we did a tier tier list discography the live stream for Mm -hmm. alice and chains we did that for like i had the rankings for gold silver or a bronze aluminum and then trash just trash i had someone very upset saying 
you seriously need to change trash to something like tin or foil or something. So I didn't reply, but I was just like, ugh. How do or you-, you Make your own. Uh, how do you just take something that like that not serious That's and make it I'm... less fun? Ugh. So. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Some people are always saying like the original names of stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of big names. I see some people guessing what the bands will be. Um, there it goes. Like I'm going for the big household names, what their original names were. Keep that in mind too. And the only caveat is they had to have at least played together at a show as that name. So I told I won't tell you guys this, but I told Gretchen what bare naked ladies used to call themselves. Oh uh, yeah. And it's like, huh. That one I, was good. Yeah, I was like, I get it. And then I get why you change your name to bare naked ladies. <laughs> so Except for it still kind of had the same premise. It does. It like it's not. It's in the same vein of why they named themselves that. So yeah, marketing geniuses. <laughs> so, Boy. Uh, that being said, thank you guys for tuning in on Twitch. Thank you guys for listening. Please share the word. Please, please share videos, links, write reviews on the podcast forums. Please tell all your friends. Gretchen, I know you're working on tons of stuff. Gretchen is also on stream on Twitch most mornings here in the States. You can check out her gameplay, ask her stuff, hang out with her. I'm working on much stuff. I'm working on my new semester of grad school, which has already come becoming kind of a, not a pain, but just weird, if that makes sense. I'm still adapting to new classes. So yeah. that's what's going on for me. As we finally get done for saying it, Gretchen, do you have any words of wisdom for us to close on this week? I'll give you a second to think of something because it seems that you are not fully prepared. I apologize for springing that on you, even though I ask every week. Stuff for the past two years. Wash your hands, social distance as much as possible. I know that's really not too much of a thing these days. Wear your mask properly. <laughs> hand sanitize. <laughs> you haven't added that it's one properly. Well, because uh, so I, I agree. was stuck no, at, at O'Hare Airport on Sunday, and I watched so many people. Mm -hmm. It was kind of funny that a lot of them were waiting at the gate for Tuscaloosa, um, but we won't get into that. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, just not wearing their mask properly. I'm like, it's not a diaper. No. It's not to hold this up. Like, put it over your nose. Like, were, it's not that hard. Were more people wearing their masks in St. Louis than in Chicago? Yes. That's weird. That's interesting to me. So. Oh, wait. Okay. Never mind. Here's some words of advice. Don't be a jerk on a plane. Yeah. Planes Don't are already rough as it is. Plane. Don't be a jerk to the people around you. Don't be a jerk to the flight attendants and everyone. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. And if you have and if you have to expel gas, please go to the lavatory and do so, and not <laughs> in front of the person sitting behind you, <laughs> namely me. Thank you, person that was sitting in four A. This is this is not the first class experience I hoped for. No, it wasn't. It's what you get for flying that airline that I keep telling you not to fly. Mm -hmm. You know what? I had credit. You got what you paid for, didn't you? Yeah. I didn't pay for anything. It was credit. There, that's what I'm saying. You didn't. That's well. You got what you paid for. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Yeah. yeah. People are grossed out in chat now. Thank you guys yeah, again. I'm sure Gretchen was more grossed out. To be fair. So thank you guys again. Have a great night. We will see you next week. Keep an eye out for the new videos. Keep tuning in. Finally, Rock Coliseum tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern. No excuses. We want you to be there. We love doing this. It's our, one of our favorite things to do. Rock Coliseum, Song vs. Song 2. We want your suggestions. I will spam it on all the socials. 
and I'll put the audio on the podcast form after it's done. Please come see us live on the YouTube channel, Rock Coliseum Song vs. Song 2, 8 p.m. Eastern, tomorrow, the 26th. I'll leave it at that. Thank you, everyone. Have a great night. We will see you next time.